Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. If you enjoy the show, you can support us on Patreon, on the Cashing In with TJ Miller page on Patreon. We sure appreciate your support. And it's a good place to send us a message or send us a maskers or maybe get some bonus audio. So check that out. Also, if you've been listening for a while and you have a favorite episode, if you could pass along that episode to a friend and hook them up with the show, we sure would appreciate it. We'd love to get at least, we always want to maintain at least 12 and a half listeners. So thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome back to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. And I am so excited to be here doing this podcast. This is a live remote from Earth. And, you know, years from now, a lot of people are going to say, what was Earth like? And they're going to listen to this podcast or podcast, as some people like to call it. Twelve and a half, you know what I'm talking about. Other people, first time listeners, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, a lot of people do live remotes from places like the moon or the, uh, I don't know, the lunar ice caps, you know, uh, maybe the International Space Station. Uh, but I do my live remotes from Earth. And this is going to be a virtual show. It's not really happening. Uh, it's not, you know, actually real at all, but we're going to. We're going to do a remote, and there's no one I would rather do a remote podcast with than my good friend T.J. Miller, and I'm so excited he's available. T.J., you out there? Here I am. Uh, hey, people on break, take a break, okay? People working, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> are you? Are, were you excited when you heard we were going to do a live hey, remote? People on break, uh, get back to work, okay? <laughs> hey, people on break, take a break from the break and get back to work, all right? You know what I'm talking about. People on a break, yes. Take an extra. So this break. is this is so exciting to be actually broadcasting live, uh, mm -hmm. which is recorded and people will hear at a later date from right. from from Earth, from the actual Earth. the globe yeah. uh, upon yeah. which we dwell. Yeah, look behind. I was me. really excited about yeah. this. Yeah, you're. You know, you're. It's so it's so important to you that you're in a room that is you know a court twenty five percent is covered with a map of the Earth. 
I don't know where most people record from. I'm not like privy to their business. Privy, to their, yeah. To, to their internal developments, to their. Do you know? Uh, do you know what? One I, of the I, most... I don't like to sniff my nose in their business, but I don't know where they're recording from. But I record from Earth, especially. I when act I'm doing like live my remote. stink don't shit. Okay. Uh, now I uh, one of the worst things in my, I think in my career overall was. Uh, I was on Silicon Valley and the director who was also the showrunner, Alec Berg, um, he had written uh, a line that included the word A-P-L-O-M-B. Okay. And uh, I've always pronounced that as aplom. So I've said with, with aplom, right. right? And I did it in the take. Cause I learn, I always learn my lines that morning. So I just, I kind of learned the lines. Then I did the first take and he came over and he's like, you're joking, right? And I was like, what? And he goes, how do you pronounce this word? And he pointed to the word aplomb. Mm-hmm. And I said, aplomb. And he goes, seriously? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, it's a plum. It's, it's pronounced a plum. You really thought it was aplomb? And I remember there are very few moments where I think a person should be hit in the face. (laughs) Very, very few moments. I do not condone violence in any way, shape, or form. I think it's always better to use your words, um, especially if you have a quick wit. But in this moment, I just thought he should have been knocked out. Not even by me. I just, I wish that someone had walked over to us, hit him in the face. And when he said, what happened? The guy goes, I don't know. This was just appropriate for you to just be smacked to the ground for laughing and going, it's a plum. But that was the perfect uh, version of, it's why I can't stand people that went to Harvard. It's like the perfect version of it does not matter, but somehow you're using it to feel superior. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, I, and I my just, character would have for sure said a plum. So yeah. it's just, he was wrong on every single level. But it really reminded me that like sometimes I do that. I jump back to like a few hundred years ago. He, you know, he would have been like, well, I went to Harvard and I would be like, I can kill you with no repercussions. And that's kind of the end of the conversation. I mean, it really, you know, that's it. People had those those luxuries back in the day, back before uh, you were findable on the internet or the world wide and, web and by the way it's not pronounced findable it's pronounced finable 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 that's how i you know these are the kind of stories that you can only get on a live remote from earth like if we were you know and i don't think if people we are were really... broadcasting from venus in the future you wouldn't hear yeah. a goddamn word of that anecdote yeah. and it's well, pronounced i was telling my anecdote anecdote i'm sure i've told this story on the show but i was telling my kids this story about uh, when I was just starting comedy, I think I told you this story probably on the show before. No, and, I haven't heard this. Yeah. And um, there was a baby uh, that was crying in the back of the showroom. It was a great comedy establishment. And uh, it was a very deep club and it was dark and I couldn't see anybody in back. But I heard a baby crying the whole show. And towards the end of the show, I started saying, God, that baby's really, uh, you know, I mean, who brings a baby to a comedy show? A baby sounds like it has three heads and all three mouths are crying. That was the line, right? And after the show, this guy came up. You know, Cerebrus, the three-headed dog from Greek mythology. Yes, of course. (laughs) And uh, after the show, he came up. He said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, 
he didn't say it in such friendly terms either. He said it in much more derogatory, uh, uh, in a much more derogatory way. But he, he said, I'm going to kill you. And uh, I kind of laughed it off. And I'm like, look, man, you brought a baby to a show. I mean, and he was crying the whole show. I had to acknowledge it and say something. I, I'm sorry if you feel bad. He's like, I'm going to kill you, man. So he left. And the staff there was like, he's, he's, he really is going to try to kill you. And I'm like, why? He's like, they were like, he's, he's, um, he's, he's in a gang. He's like the leader of a gang here. And he's, he will be trying to kill you later tonight. And they opened the curtains to the club and he was waiting on his car with all these other gang members and they were waiting to, uh, to, to kill me. And, um, <laughs> and the police had to come. No other job is like that. Yeah. And the police came. And you would think that they should. You would think yeah. that a meter maid who gives parking tickets <laughs> would be threatened to kill, to be right. killed. No, right. not as much as a stand-up comedian. Right. And the police came and I had to get a police escort. I remember walking out of the club and they were surrounded by policemen like I, like I had secret service around me. I had like five policemen surrounding me as we walked to my car and they gave me a police escort and they drove me all the way to San Francisco, which is like an hour and a half. Like they were that worried that I was going to get taken out. And the funny thing about it was I had a show the next night. It was a two night gig. And they said, don't even think about coming back. <laughs> like, come they, back. They, they, what? what did the they, club say? Were they like, the hey, club said, don't, well, the club said, don't, they were the ones that said, don't, you're not coming back tomorrow night. Um, you know, I like, the, I like the idea that they were like, look, it's in your contract. If a gang right. member threatens your life, we can only pay you for the days that you worked. Well, this is the funny part of the story for me. Um, my kids were like, weren't you scared? I mean, aren't you still scared? And I go, no, because that was a different era. The, you know, they didn't have a way of people finding you back then. Like you didn't have the internet barely. I mean, it was like, Oh, you weren't finable. Yeah, you weren't. It was hard to track someone down. I, there was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. Um, there was no way for them to find me. So I didn't feel like I was terrible. Like nowadays, if that kind of thing happened, they would track you down. They'd find you and they'd kill you. And that's, I, why, uh, I'm, that's why I'm not going to release this uh, part of this uh, live remote from Earth because they might still be looking for me. That guy's a big podcast fan. He is <laughs> I'm sure all he over is. Stitcher. All over. I know. No, um, I... Yeah, if he's I'm listening pretty, right now, I'm sorry. I sometimes I think um, maybe the baby will come back and try to kill me. I think of that sort of a baby try and bite you all over yeah. your body with its three mouths. <laughs> Baby's an adult now. Um, no, I uh, sometimes I think about you know before cell phones that you could just leave the house and no one could reach you, could get a hold of you. You just you actually would be unreachable. That's but not that, even a th that's not even a thing anymore. Well, it is. I leave my I leave my phone at the house. Oh no, I know, and I often try. And I know you get mad at me. I know it's really, nothing personal. Really. It's you know, not you, personal. You know what? You think your stink doesn't shit, but it's true. I, all right, <laughs> it's um, not personal. People get upset when they can't reach you now, but it's not personal. It's that you can't be in the moment with your cell with your phone going off all day. So when I look at my phone or my messages, I'm ready to return them. That's that's when I look at it. Well, I think know? that I I've. Uh, I must have told you about how I almost got in a fist fight on stage in Atlanta. And it was a similar thing where I sort of, you know, was talking to somebody and uh, and just this this woman just kept kind of talking and she was sort of mm -hmm. talking and talking and it just it was interrupting the show the entire time. And I tried to ignore it. 
then I tried to sort of make fun of it. And then finally I was like, you know, you just keep talking back there. I mean, what do you do for a living? And she said, nursing. And I said, oh, what is that like? This is much earlier in my, uh, my comedy stylings. So it wasn't hysterical, but I said, uh, I said, I what, 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 like on, on Craigslist, you get businessmen and you kind of nurse them. Is it like some sort of sexual thing? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I was nursing my baby boy until he died six months ago. Uh, yeah. And I did not know what to say to that and kind of went, well, look, I'm sorry that you had this loss, but, you know, everybody here has issues and you know but you don't bring that to a comedy show so let's just stop talking and do that. and then at the end of the show I would always do these characters and then the last character I I just went for it and I was like uh this next you know they were stupid characters it was like um uh I forget that was a long time ago but it you know, it was like, here's a... Uh, donkey and the Jeff. You used to do a lot of great Donkey and the lot, Jeff. A lot of Donkey and yeah. the Jeff. A lot of Donkey. It was like... Uh, Not so much Jeff, a lot of Donkey. It was like, here's it's somebody... It's hard to get Jeff. It's hard here, to get him. Here, here's somebody... This next character is cross-eyed, but he keeps telling people to look him directly in the eyes. Yeah. Look in my eyes when you when you yeah. lie to me. Or and so the last character I did, I go, here's a woman who came to a comedy show, and she suffered some... A personal loss, which we all understand is difficult. But, um, you know, everybody here has an uncle that's dying of cancer or has had a personal tragedy. And they all came to the comedy show to try and get away from that. But she's so selfish that she had to make it completely about her experience and her time and, and the, the challenges that she has to deal with. And the guy that she was with stood up and said, hey, you're talking about my wife. And I, and this is in Atlanta. And I said, no, no, I don't. I'm talking about a college roommate I had. I, it must be a coincidence that they're <laughs> both very similar. And he goes, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I could hear her sort of say, oh, are you going to let him talk to me like that? Go kick his ass or whatever it was. And he did. He rushed the stage. And I remember I just thought, oh, boy, this is actually going to happen. I'm, I'm going to have a fist fight on stage. And so I, I just said in the microphone, I was like, you know what? no matter how this ends, it's going to be bad. Either you're going to kick my ass and the audience loses or I, and I just dropped the microphone and he got on stage and they luckily two or three uh, servers grabbed him and stopped him from getting on stage. But I was fully prepared to have a, uh, to have a no. fist fight with this guy. And he was, Mr. Castle, I mean, he it was a little bit of a Donnie Brooks situation. Donnie Brooks situation. But yes. I, I really yes. thought, you know, this is, and he had on camo, uh, cargo shorts, and he was wearing a trucker hat. I mean, he was really the real deal. He was ready, and uh, and it was so upsetting. And then they kicked him out, and I went, uh, you know, after the show, because I had done my full set after the show. I went to the green room. And I just felt so terrible. And I just was like, I can't keep doing this. I mean, you know, if somebody's going to come up and physically attack me. And then the uh, owners came back and they said, hey, are you going to come outside? And I was like, I don't really want to. And they're like, we think you should come out to the showroom. And I did. And the whole audience had stayed. And they got up and gave me a standing ovation. 
Oh, that's really. Um, I thought I thought it was a Donny Brook. Like no, no, you, they, you walked they, out and they they, were, they had known how difficult that was, how I handle it, yeah, and how I was in imminent danger and almost got my ass kicked. But then, as I was leaving, you know, after everybody else had left, I was leaving. Uh, the bartender was like, uh, "You want anything?" And I said, "Yeah, you know what? I'll have a I'll have a whiskey, neat." He was like, "Okay," and he gave me whiskey, and I kind of shot it back because I was like, "What a fucking night," you know. And then I started to leave. I was like, all right, well, bye. And he goes, you know what? Have another one. It's on me. And I said, uh, ah, that's okay. You know, I don't, I think I'm one and done. I need to go back to the hotel. He said, no, have another one. It's on me. And I said, uh, okay. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't need another drink. I don't really want, he goes, no, no, no. That guy's outside in his truck waiting for you. So oh, yeah, yeah. why don't you sit down and, and have another whiskey? And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And he was, he was outside. And then uh, one of the servers came back in like actually 20 minutes later and came up and said, Hey, he's not leaving. We should probably call the cops. So they called the police. <laughs> the police had to come sirens on to tell this guy, like, get out of here. You can't wait to try and, you know, kick the shit out of this, comedian you got to leave and so they got him to leave but yeah i feel like that's kind of an occupational hazard you have to say these things these things that are upsetting to people at airports and that's what airport courage is all about because you know you're in you're in an airport and you upset somebody uh, they have to go on to their flight uh, i think we have an episode called airport yeah. courage it's in one of the cash phrases by the way the cash phrases have now reached 300. Now I was a little upset that the cash phrases hadn't been updated in the last few years, and it seems like they're getting updated. It feels oh, good. Oh, yeah. Still well, cool. and also, there is now an app. You can get cash phrases yeah. app on the yeah. iTunes store. It'll give you just a little sliver of the absurdity that yeah. is cashing in That's right. with T.J. Miller. With T.J. Miller. Ouch. I, uh, you know what? I didn't know. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Only on only on Earth, that's what they say, and that's why we're doing a live remote from Earth. Only on Earth could you get that kind of a of an only app. Cash Earth. phrases. Dot. I used to. Word. That was that was a yeah. big joke the first year that I lived in New York. I would always with Kate be like, only in New York, but it was always something stupid. So it was just like, hey, do you want do you want the receipt? And I'd say, oh no, that's okay. And then I turn to Kate and go, only in New York. Would hey. they offer you a receipt and you don't right. take only in New <laughs> York? Because only I, like I have it. I like to, uh, sometimes I like when we're doing a classic, uh, tasty, buttery, uh, zesty spicy, pod, spicy. spicy pod, zesty, spicy pod. I like to start it off with a section we like to call the triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Triple uh, banger lightning round. Now this, this one TJ wrote, he actually um, asked me this question recently. So I wrote it down. I thought this would be perfect for the live from Earth remote telecast, simulcast. There's other people on here. They're just not talking. And uh, so, <laughs> true Bang lightning round question one. You are completely uh, frozen, by the way. Just want to let you know that. Uh, it, was, it was my favorite. It was my only good line of the show so far. Okay, here we go. TJ, TJ Miller's triple Bang lightning round question one. Would you rather uh, lift weights all day or have a stomach that's like a cheese whiz storage tank? <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other, but it can be both. Um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been really diligent about lifting twenty five pound weights. 
pretty consistently and just eating like a dump truck gave up on life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I have a, a half of a pot of, and I really do mean pot, a half of a pot of burrito that my mother gave me the recipe for and I made sort of for nostalgic purposes. Um, and that's that's kind of it for me. Now it's kind of Kate got this meal plan thing. And now I'm sort of on the straight and narrow in terms of cutting weight. But it is, you know, my friend Tuck the Ruckus sent me three uh, jars of cheese Whiz. And uh, Kate, let me put it this way. Kate bought us ring toss. And that's the majority of my exercise now playing ring toss <laughs> no there there is no olympic athlete uh, after they win the gold medal and they ask what was your training like what did you how did you and they say mainly ring toss they go ring That's toss a- and cheese whiz i ate it straight out of the jar and i threw it as far as far can far <laughs> Trevor, letting around question, question two, two. Question two. This two. one actually was written to me, and it's perfect. It's apropos for this moment. It's by Andrew Alderman at Andrew Alderman on Twitter. But I, th- I thought this should be a banger. Apropos Would you rather of, uh, nothing? Great. Uh, yes. Woody Allen's autobiography. Yeah. Uh, Would been you reading that? Go ahead. Andrew writes. Would you rather be fat with a skinny face or skinny with a fat face? I think skinny with a fat face. I've always wondered how it is that as a child you could have a fat face and they're like, look at these chubby cheeks. Um, But then when you're an adult with a fat face, no one thinks it's cute. No one sort of grabs your cheek and, and squeezes it. They just are like, you got diabetes from the neck up. And invariably, it's a no, no. (laughs) Daddy came home early for Christmas. Uh, the lower you go, and it's not yes, it's no. And uh, I, you know, no, but 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 people the, used to call you, you fat faced, you fat faced fuck. That's yeah, not that's used very often anymore. You know, yeah, I like that one. I've always, you know, um, I I think calling people fuck face is still good though. Hey, fuck face. I like. I mean, I've it, never. It's that's no, never it, grown out. I've never not enjoyed. That's that. never grown out of you. Yeah, it never has admittedly. <laughs> you can get rid of the fuck face. From the guy, but you can't. I don't know. I don't know where that's you going. Can, <laughs> hey, you can fuck the face out of the guy, but you can't face fuck <laughs> the guy out of the fuck. I think yeah. it's just such a quick, like, attention grabber if you're hey, in an argument face. with someone. Yeah, it's only in an airport. Airport courage again. Hey, fuck face. Hey, I was next in line. Hey, okay? fuck face. Power. Why don't you, and then you follow it up with I an I know your computer's power. down, but why don't you reach over and uh, grab me a tasty bun? Um, so I don't know. I think, um, I think that the skinnier you get, the larger your face will appear. So really makes sense. Uh, you really might not even have a fat face. You might just have a skinny body. It makes your face look fat and that's fine. There's nothing wrong you with know, that. Hey, uh, you, you know what they say? More, lo- more cushion for the pushing. You know what I'm saying? I huh? don't. They, I absolutely do. Do not. they say that about hey, the face? Hey, that uh, wasn't people, about the face. People on a break, take a break from the break. And uh, it, people taking a break, get back to work. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, tripling and lightning round. Question three. Question three. No, wait. Before you, is, before you yeah, do okay, that, I, I, I yeah. do. I have to say. Okay. You fat, you fat faced fuck. Right mm-hmm. is so much worse than calling somebody a beanpole dick. Mm, yeah, and it yet, did. and yet, both are derogatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yet, people always consider those as like 
they almost will try to want say those at the same do you, time. Yeah. Do you palpably wish I hadn't said that? Because if I could go back in time and not have made that comment, <laughs> I would. Triple <laughs> lightning round. Question three. Question three. This one comes. This is actually another banger that, again, is apropos, and it comes from our Patreon account. Um, Which I love, am. I'm loving. I am talking to all the, the back and forth on yeah. Patreon. It is so yeah. fun. And you've you've shot out a couple of messages as well. Yep. I'm really having a good time kind of joking around because all the patrons are all so funny and cool and laid back. And so well, they're like the inner circle of the 12 and a half. Yeah, it's exactly. a pretty small club anyway. It's a pretty small club. Yeah, but it's, it just got smaller. It's been so fun. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate yeah, your support. Hop on, hop on Patreon. And, and we uh, will see your maskers on, yeah, Pat- on Patreon. There was a question the other day. Hey, can I send some maskers here? It's a great place to send the maskers. In fact, they get a little, probably less lost in the shuffle on Patreon than they will on on uh, Twitter, just because there's so much going through Twitter every day. So thank you for sending those. Zach Stevens, one of our patrons, writes, "Sea cows, surf and turf." Yeah, no, I love. Oh my god, <laughs> I did read. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Sea cow. Have you ever gone and seen the sea cows? Well, is it a? Um... It's in Florida. It's it's near Orlando. But they are are they seals? They're sea cows. No, they're they're well. They call them sea cows. They're manatees. And yeah, that's they, exactly it. Manatees. Pretty much, they're basically cows that sort of lie on the bottom of that the, is uh, uh, that is surf freshwater and turf, surf and turf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but they they pretty much just lie on the bottom, and they're very cute. They're kind of pinkish. Here's and, my uh, question for Zach: mm-hmm. Sea cows, more turf. Or more surf. Hmm. Yeah. I think more yeah, surf, probably, right? Yeah. But they're visible primarily when they're they're on the turf. I think they're more surf than turf because they don't I don't think they leave the water. They don't. They don't leave the water. They lie under there. Um but when you go, I went with April once and was doing a road trip there and she came along with me because when you got some gigs in Orlando, you bring your wife, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, and you're headed straight for the sea cows. And you go see the sea cows and uh, not a lot to watch because they don't really move um, pretty much at all. So um, (laughs) not even an inch or two either way, but you can look at them lie there. It's not the kind of sighting that really, you know, lights a fire under under you. You know what I'm saying? Put it this way. It's nothing to write home about. And that's because you don't have a pen or paper and there's no post office near. That's right. Uh, let's move along to where were you? When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? About, I knew you were talking to your webmaster. I was. And uh, which you, which you said, and I have uh, thought of this and agreed yeah. that webmaster maybe is a little too much. A little grandiose, little little much, little grandiose for the now. Maybe right when the web was invented, calling that person a master. I think that's where it came from because no, I think it's a product. Is that complicated? These very the very masters of the web were sort of nerdy people that would want to call themselves a master. I mean, that's these are the same people that were playing Dungeons and Dragons and called themselves the Dungeon Master, right? That that actually is a real you know that's a, a real moniker from that game. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's right. It's And what I said was it's similar to porn star. I actually I have a friend who is a pornographic actress 
Mm-hmm. But she she was the one who told me, she goes, you know, all these girls call themselves porn stars. Not everybody is a star. Just because you got naked on and she won an AVN award or something. So you really could say she had accolades within the pornographic industry. Yeah. But yeah, porn, you just immediately, if you have sex on camera, you're a star. You're a yeah. porn star. Then she didn't work your way up. You set up a Squarespace site. You're a master of the yeah. web. No. What, are there are there porn? Are, do people have like a two episode arc? You know, porn pornographic uh, release. I mean, could you could you have that? Could you just have a cameo? I mean, why are they all stars? Hey, they're all stars. And I, I was a walk on. How come no one's a walk on? Until you can until you can create a full body release. Yeah, I'm not sure you're a star. <laughs> um, where were you? That's what. That's what, um, I was. Um, I was on the phone. I was on the phone with webmaster and we're trying to, you know, it's so funny because today I sort of, you know, the, the main, I only do two things a week and that is, uh, um, no, three things a week. I record podcasts with you. Two of them. We're not going to talk about Uh -uh. (laughs) one of them is I masturbate with strawberries. The other one is the same thing. Uh, no, I uh, I do I do three things a week. I record podcasts with you on Monday because that's when yeah. you have time. Yeah. Um, I think about selling hot sauce, Patreon, and uh, um, and the website, and trying to make my website better. And then the third thing I do every week is spend six days wondering what the fuck is going to happen. <laughs> that's the third thing. Well, uh, no, I, I, uh, but truly I, I sort of, so I, it was so funny. I said to uh, Brandon Plasters is the, the webmaster. I know him from, we met working at Radio Shack in the early days of Chicago. And I said to him, uh, so I laid out all these, oh, you know, let's do this. And we, and here's how we can push this a thing. And this will be fun. And people can spend time on the website going to this page or that page. And at the end of it, I said, so how much time do you think you have to spend on this project with me? Because this, you know, in my life before the pandemic, I used to have very little time to do anything because I was working so much. Now I have a lot of time to do nothing, you know? Right, right. And um, I, but he's got kids, you know, and he is still working. And his wife got furloughed. And so I said, how how much time do you have to work on these projects? He said, oh, I think maybe a couple hours every other week, maybe, a, you know, four or five hours a month. And I just was like, oh, great. I mean, it's it is so bizarre how different people's time and lives and schedules and all of that have just so radically changed that uh, it's almost incomprehensible. None of it looks familiar. Yeah, it's and everyone has a different sort of uh, challenge that they're dealing with, you know? I think so. My kids are, um, I'm sorry, I just have to. No, please. Erase something here. You know, it's hard when you're doing a live remote. Um, very complicated it's hard to even explain but when you're doing a live remote sometimes the technology uh betrays you and you have to erase a few things from the remote because when you're doing a live remote from earth uh 
takes a lot of data. We have the technology. Yeah. No, I think, but it is strange. I think that one of the things, and we'll talk more about this on the quarantine pod, but one of the things that's really strange right now is that nothing really seems like it was before. And we're kind of three months into that. So at first it's okay to kind of go, well, everything's different. This is crazy. The stock market crashed. Now you're sort of three months later going, it feels strange to be outside without a mask. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing actually, because I'm not traveling, is you're reading about people sort of saying, well, it, you know, it's it hasn't really come to Arizona and we're not like these big city snowflakes or whatever it is. So you're just so limited in your experience of what things used to be like. And now it's it's been long enough that you kind of don't really remember what it was like when you could sort of go outside and and lick street signs. I mean, I would lick, you know, poles, banisters. I was just always putting my tongue wherever it could go. Yeah. Well, we have a scenario in our house now where we're homeschooling our kids and we also need help around the house a little bit more than we used to. Uh, my kids are seven and nine now. And uh, so my wife has sort of put together the system where she gives them a, some points when they do an errand for us or a chore, right? And then at the end of the week, they can collect some money from us, right? Are you having them lick banisters? Things of that nature, but like taking out the trash, that's one point, that kind of stuff. So yesterday, uh, or no, it was, well, it was, fr it was Friday. One of my sons finished his schoolwork and he was like, mama, that's two points, right? I was like, wait a second, they're getting paid for their schoolwork now? Do you think that's, she's justifying it. She thinks this is the right, I don't think we should pay them for their schoolwork. That should be part of the deal. Well, right? I, I think you're also, you know, these are. Uh, but she said these are, these are uncertain times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say dire circumstances call for dire measures, which is not a phrase that anybody's ever said. But it is true that, you know, if you're at a point really where you're going, listen, I will give you chocolate if you just finish your fucking math homework. I mean, we're really in it. And I think the thing with parents uh, is that, you know, there's no end in sight here. It's there. A lot of parents, you know, there hasn't been much written about this, but a lot of parents had college students, right? Sophomores or freshmen in college come home because they used to live with their parents, you know, when they were 17, right. come home, and have been living, and the parents now are starting to go, wait a second, they're, they're not even going to go back to school until maybe the fall. But certainly, I've got four more months of this kid, and they had mentally prepared to not have that kid. Yeah, and the think house. about it this way. There's no, okay, so there's no child care. There's no school. There's no sports. There's no uh, gyms to take them to and let them... Can't put inside. them in a pool. No public. There's pool. no pools. There's a lot of limitations, and it doesn't seem like it would be that tough. Like, hey, you know, your kids, you shouldn't. But it's a lot to keep them occupied for the 12 hours, 15 hours a day. They seem to be awake and energetic. It's it's a lot. And that's why so, I've yeah. started a, a small business where for $14 an hour, I will lick your kids. I'll just <laughs> slowly kind of lick their faces and hair yeah. and, and just keep them out of your hair. So that yeah. I can lick their hair. I mean, and they say things that uh, Wynn yesterday said, you know, 
He said, I've never, I've never laughed at one of your jokes. He said that to me. Really? And I go, he goes, on stage. I guess he goes, I've never laughed at your jokes on stage. He's seen me like three times. And he's, he likes to rib me. He, he, you know, he likes to give me a hard time. And, uh, He's a lot like his godfather. In any event, uh, he goes, I've never laughed at any of your jokes. I go, well, it seems like some people, he's like, some people laugh, but they're all drunk. Yes, yeah. they really, you know, I, uh, like they drink. I have a lot more in common with him than I realize. I know, then you realize. Now, I wanted to tell you one where were you story that I've been waiting to tell you because this blew my mind, okay? What? So we went on a bike ride, or I went on a bike ride, and apparently April took my helmet out of the car um, uh, and so that I didn't have a helmet and I was wearing a San Francisco 49ers hat when I left and I was going to put the helmet on when we got there and go on a bicycle ride and then meet up with my kids and, and my wife later. Okay. So I take, take the hat off. I look for the helmet. April tells me, Oh, you know what? I took the helmet and I put it away in the garage. You're not, you're not going to have a helmet. So I reach into the car and I reach for what I think is the Niners hat. And I find a uh, Cleveland Indians hat, which I bought with you. Actually, we did a live sort of podcast and we walked over to Lids and uh, you uh, said hats for everybody. And uh, I took a Cleveland Indians hat, right? Yep. And, you know, <laughs> I've worn it once in a while, but it's very rare that I'll, you know, wear the Cleveland Indians hat. I've certainly never worn it on a bicycle ride, right? So you know where this is going, right? I don't. I love not even, people not do that. Any you're like, I have no idea where this is going. So anyway, long story short, you know where this is going. And it's like, no, I have absolutely no idea long, what this is Long story about. longer. Uh, <laughs> where the fuck is this going? Um, no, so I get on the bike. Now I'm wearing a I'm wearing a Cleveland Indians hat as I ride my bike for some reason. Um, I've never worn a hat on a bicycle ride before uh, like this where I'm going up to some hills and stuff. And about a hour into the ride, I see a hat in the middle of the road and I ride by it. And then I'm like, God, I'm always going to wonder it's, it's upside down. I'm like, I'm always going to wonder what hat that is. I'm always going to wonder if, you know, like is, is oh, that, yeah. you know what? I knew where this was going. Yeah. I'm always going to wonder. I'm always going to wonder what team that is. So I turn around, I go all the way back. I lift up the hat and it's a Cleveland Indians hat. I'm wearing a Cleveland Indians hat and I see, a, I'm in California I'm, and I see a Cleveland Indians hat in the middle of a road, a mile, you know, an hour away into the bicycle ride. And people say miracles don't happen. I mean, what are the odds that I'm wearing a Cleveland Indians hat and I, like, I see a Cleveland Indians hat? This is why we're doing a live remote from I, Earth because I like, weird I like shit happens on that Earth. That's your definition of a miracle. That, I know that's what my kids say. They were like, "I think you're making far too big a deal about this." But I let me just say something, TJ. I think this is the most improbable thing that's happened in my lifetime. Now, I'm sad. I'm sad that the most improbable thing that's ever happened in my lifetime has to do with two hats. But what are the odds that that were going to happen? People are always running into each other at the airport and they're like, what are the odds? It was like, what do you mean? What are the odds? We're at an airport. We're not on fucking dinghies in the middle of the ocean. Like there's the odds are pretty good. We're at an airport. This is where people run into each other. What are the odds we'd run into each other? No, the odds that I'm wearing a Cleveland Indians hat, which I've never done before on a bike ride. Never wear. And then I see it. It's one in like hundreds of millions. I, think I actually the, tried to do the math on it. I it's, think, it's I think the biggest thing is that it's meaningless. Who cares? No, it's just that that's what's strange to me is that 
it really is a big exactly, moment. It is exactly what everyone thinks. In your life, it is mind-blowingly coincidental. I know. But I think if you struggle to tell that story at a dinner party or with a group of friends, I just can't imagine anyone agreeing with you that that is... And I knew you'd feel that way. I knew I knew you'd feel that way, but I disagree. I know it's a boring story, and I know it's a meaningless uh, coincidence. But it's too big of a coincidence to not bring up on this podcast. God damn it! So I, hey, hey, no, 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 fuck I, face, hey, fuck hey, face, hey, I'm hey, you fat fucked face. Um, I uh, I it's had a too similar, big of a coincidence. I have a sim- no, I have a I have a similar story. So I um, <laughs> I went to the bathroom. Oh, God. In the toilet. What? I went to the bathroom in the toilet downstairs, and three days later, this is true, Mm. three days later, I go in to use the bathroom again. Same toilet, same genitalia, same everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I sit down. And I shit out a Cleveland Indians hat. I thought there was going to be a Cleveland Indians Right out of my... uh, It was... It was really something. I'm so bummed out that no one agrees. <laughs> I understand that it's. I, but even I, if your kids are kind of going, why? I know. Making a big deal out of this. The odds are too astronomical. So I'm going to put money down on Cleveland to win the World Series this year. And I'm going to put a lot of money down. Especially because they are not playing baseball this year. <laughs> That's going to be a strong bet. Let's move it along to uh, to tiny opinions. What do you think? We haven't done a tiny yeah, opinion I've got in a while. I, uh, okay. I, think, I think that in these strange times, we've got to come up, and I think I've come up with it, we've got to come up with some way to sort of go, why aren't you wearing a mask? I've seen a lot of people with the masks under the nose, so just covering the mouth. Yeah. Nose is completely... And I've, I've, I haven't done it yet, but I've really wanted to start taking to the idea of going, um, excuse me, I, I see your nose. Your nose is showing. Some version of that I think would be really, really good. But yeah. we're going to have to, my opinion is we're going to have to slowly make our way into that territory where you say to somebody, uh, both your nostrils are showing, so cover them up. Those are your face nipples. I, is that what those are? Put a, put a, put a couple pasties on those face nipples. <laughs> I didn't know that's what people refer Nostrils to. Nostrils or face nipples. That's what I say. <laughs> um, every time people sneeze now, they say, uh, I have allergies. Like, they'll, they have to reassure you they have allergies. Yeah. Do you think, did allergies exist like 100 years ago? Do you, do you think, um, like, or did was there ever like a... No, no, no. That, Someone that, like uh, no, no, roping cattle going, that, hey, Bob. No, sorry, that yeah. would just, uh, that, that's what led to these nicknames. I mean, you know, grumpy, dopey, sneezy. You know, he yeah. just had allergies. Sneezy just had allergies. But, uh, you know, then you, one moment you're a dwarf named Alan. The next moment you've got pollen allergic allergies and you're sneezing up. You call you sneezy. But, but is there something sort of sleepy about? Sleepy had, uh, he was narcoleptic. Yeah, I, Grumpy had seasonal uh, mood disorder. <laughs> you know, is there something wimpy about Happy was on cocaine all well, the time? Yeah, that's yeah. He crack could cocaine. not stop doing crack. cocaine. It was crack. Crack. Cocaine. It was. He would take the coke, boil it, smoke it, and he was happy. Yeah, a lot of crack. 
What to crack about? <laughs> I just think there's something a little wimpy about talking about your allergies because I just don't think they did it. Like, I don't think there was anyone in a war like during the Civil War that was in a bunker and leaned over and goes, oh, sorry about my sneezing. I, I got allergies. Yeah, I don't think if I, but you know, that's, that goes back to your theory that athlete's foot isn't real. You know, mm-hmm. that we just, we're at a point where you can kind of make up these, you know, these problems, but I, I look, I'm ADHD and, uh, I, I, I found it beyond reproach that my principal in, uh, grade school and junior high said, you know, I had a, I had a cousin who had ADD and you know what he did? He just woke up one morning and he decided he wasn't going to have it anymore. And then he didn't. And I thought that was so mean for this principal to say that to me. Um, so I do, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tricky. It's tricky as to what is kind of, you know, athlete's foot is a little bit different, but yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying allergies don't exist, but I actually think people have, I'm saying, I think something has happened with us genetically where more people actually do have allergies. Well, there's a lot of theories about that. I mean, there's a lot of people that are saying, um, it's because of, I mean, even people are getting more sick, the more antibiotics they take, mm-hmm. you know? So there, there's theories yeah. about that. So that's probably what's happening. Yeah. I, um, I, I actually, whenever somebody sneezes and said, says, oh, I'm sorry, I have allergies. I go, you know what I'm allergic to? You fucking talking about your allergies, you fat faced <laughs> fuck. Uh, no, one oh, more time. Old opinion. dick. Uh, one more time. <laughs> I thought we were going to delete that. One more tiny opinion, and this one might be a practice living in modern age. I, I actually, I respect people that don't set up an outgoing message on their phone. I, I feel like it's it's they're, they're, it's their way of saying, like, I'm not even going to let you know if you got the right number or not. You're going to have to wonder if this is even really, I will get back to you when I wish, to a point where I'm not going to let you know even if, uh, I'm not going to set up. The idea that I'll call you back would be as much of a miracle as finding a <laughs> Cleveland Indians hat on a bike ride when you're wearing a Cleveland Indians hat in California. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that a little bit. I, but I, I, I don't know. I, I Nick Vatterot said to me, it or do you admire it? Well, Nick Vatterot said to me, he goes, you know, I, if I get a voicemail, I know it's from you. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, no one else leaves me a voicemail. Everybody texts me. Uh, I leave voicemail. So at one point, he had an outgoing voicemail that said, "Hey TJ, I can't talk right now, but uh, if you give me a second, I'll call you back. I know, you know, you can always just text me, but since you're calling, go ahead and leave a message, and I won't listen to it, and I'll give you a ring back, probably never." And he really had that as his outgoing message because no one else called him. People don't call people. Well, I also like the idea that, like, it's their way of saying, like, I'm, I'm not even going to bother to learn this technology. Like, you figure it out. Well, I like the one where they go, you've reached nine one. It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, knew that. I, yeah. I know the number I dialed. And I, and I need you to repeat that. You can just say, uh, yeah, you're right. leave a message for the number you just dialed. You remember the numbers. It was nine. You know what? You just dialed it. Talk to you soon. Leave a message. Don't text. (laughs) 
Let's move along. Let's finish up with some maskers because uh, we get so many. Like ones. 85% of superheroes, this is maskers. You get lots of good masks. We appreciate you listening to the show. We appreciate all these uh, funny things. We love. I am loving the Patreon conversations I'm having. So if you guys um, want to jump on Patreon, uh, cashing in with TJ Miller, um, you know, pledge three dollars. We we love when somebody pledges two uh, twelve dollars and fifty cents, twelve and a half. Um, that means the world to us. Uh, but right now we have 144 patrons. We know that there's about 146 people that listen to the podcast, really 12 and a half. But uh, if you want to jump on and pledge, uh, Peyton Lee, just uh, pledge $5 a month. Um, in the middle of the night, Ben Campbell at almost 1 a.m. pledged $5 a month. I always say get drunk and, uh, and go on Patreon. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> That's the first time uh, I've heard you say Al- that. But Alan, I like Alan Bruce, even later, almost 3 a.m., Pledge three dollars a month. This is all huge for us, guys. This is our favorite thing to do. We love uh, talking to you guys, and we hope to lift you out of whatever's going on. And now we're going to do some maskers. Remember, sure. send us maskers on Patreon, and uh, guaranteed, we'll be bringing it up. I did want to bring this up actually. So, um, a patron taco pizza burger sushi is this person's handle. Um, I wrote, I love three of the four of your name. Can you guess which taco pizza burger sushi said taco pizza burger. And I said, Nope, guess again. And he said, Hmm, taco burger sushi. And I said, Nope. And he said, this is hard. Taco pizza sushi. I said, Nope, I can't fucking believe it. (laughs) There are only so many combinations. He wrote burger pizza sushi hard to imagine not liking tacos but you can get as nasty as you want to be love you guys <laughs> and uh and that was absolutely correct i'm a huge fan of pizza burgers and sushi cannot stand tacos really Nothing. I, I did not know that well, i did not know that all right so let's do some maskers all right maskers here we go um how about uh andrew nelson writes how long is too long to reach out to an imaginary friend. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I, I think, let me put it this way. If you're an adult and you haven't spoken with an imaginary friend since you were a kid, it's not really appropriate to send a Facebook request uh, for two reasons. One, really reach out, you know, uh, leave a voicemail. And two, you're going to have to create the Facebook page for that imaginary friend because they don't exist. Yeah, you need a webmaster to uh, take care of your imaginary friend's Facebook page. <laughs> the master uh, of the web. Yes. Um, Tiger Motiode writes, Hawaii, the single curly fry accidentally included in your basket of regular fries of the United States. I mean, it's the best. It's one of the best things I've ever read. It's I so funny. I just I almost want to dedicate a show to it. It's funny. It's I good. just because uh, I, I never noticed that was no comment. That just yeah. deserves to be out there. I, I never even really thought about the curly fry that gets into your regular fry basket, and I never really thought of it. But I have noticed it over the years. Um, sometimes there's more than one. Like Particularly the strange yeah. if the restaurant doesn't offer curly fries. 
or fries at all. That, then that means that whoever prepared your order has a beard and was <laughs> eating curly fries and it got stuck in the beard and then it fell yeah. right into your old fry basket. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, Hawaii is sort of like that. I mean, uh, as much as I love Hawaii, Hawaii well, and, was, I lo- and I love curly fries and I love Alaska I think too. You, so you, the two, the two States that aren't connected to us, boy, we, we did a good job on those two. But I like, uh, you know, I like curly fries more than regular fries. And I think you could say that I'm more, I'm more of an Alaska guy than a Hawaii guy. You? Uh, I'm a Hawaii guy. And look. And this is the last podcast we ever do together. I think you need to show me a little respect. I'm the guy that was wearing a Cleveland Indians hat. (laughs) Totally. found a Cleveland Indians hat in California. A.A. Ron J. Aaron writes, are yeah. all questions asked in public now maskers? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's true. That was that I, was I used to hate questions about masks, but that is a very deft way to put that together, Aaron. It is every question. If you're wearing a mask, it is a masker. Um Greg Zilla uh, wrote us one at G Baker one eighty two. Greg Zilla's back. Hope you're well hope you're well, Greg Zilla. Uh we always appreciate you uh Seeing it on the road, uh, Gregzilla writes, is a broken candy cane still in mint condition? Yeah. No, no, because I don't, I, I don't think of candy canes as mint flavored. Do you? Mm. But I guess they are pepper. I do. Yeah, I do. Is a crumbled candy cane thrown all over the ground a floor peppered in mint? <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Zeit Ryder, Ryder Zeit, um, writes Susan B. Anthony, hot tamale or the most smoking suffragette? I I love that one and I, I I put it down to talk about with you, but I'm not I've never I, known I think what the is, most smoking suffragette, but I don't know. I, I don't think anybody called her a hot tamale. Susan B. Anthony? Yeah. I don't know enough about Did her. Did they ever tease? Well, she's on the the dollar coin. I knew that. Yeah, but I never. Yeah. Really... Do you think anybody ever sort of made fun of her for having you know that B as a middle initial? It could be Susan B. Anthony, Susan B. Susan, Susan B. Quiet. Do you think they ever said that? Hey, Susan, <laughs> be quiet. All right. <laughs> you should have been a school teacher. Hounds Grog Day. Always, always a huge fan and and responsible for the cash phrases app available in app stores everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Riff Stevens segment on the Rick Stevens and the cat morning show where the cat just brutally riffs on Rick's ability and style. R.I.P. Stevens. (laughs) Um, As, as we all know, the cat Rick Stevens and the cat, the cat doesn't really talk. You know, and Donkey from Donkey and the Jeff, he talks a little bit more, but the cat kind of. So I guess what would be great is if the radio station told Rick Stevens, hey, you need to take some time to just let the calf, the cat kind of riff on you, you know, yeah, on you. Yeah. And Rick Stevens says, but the cat doesn't really talk at all. Like, well, just give him some space and, you know, give him about 10, 15 minutes to really come down on you, rib you, if you will, Rick. Ah. I love, this is one of my all-time favorite jokes. Dilly Hoblin, who I just followed, 
because you better believe it. His username is longtime caller, first time listener, which is, I think, maybe my favorite joke I've ever, uh, ever made. Uh, longtime caller, first time listener writes, Dilly Hoblin, are onions just eye laxatives? If yeah, yes, okay. does that make laxatives asshole onions? So I, I can't necessarily agree with the first statement, but the idea of calling laxatives asshole onions is great. I, I would actually say asshole onion is maybe a tier above a whole sour. No, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, you fucking asshole onion. Get your fat face out of my goddamn car. A um, couple more here. Andrew Nelson writes, uh, TJ Miller does not give a fuck. Does he eat grape stem whilst eating grapes? Never done it. Don't really like uh, grapes, but I will say, you know, I, I think this is where this comes from. I will, uh, I'll eat the stem of a strawberry. That's just the green part. Yeah, you're not afraid. Is that, and, uh, is that how you and, prove and to if, people you're a man when you if, do that kind of thing? If shrimp is fried, I'll eat the fucking tail. You watch me, okay? <laughs> uh, parsley's not a garnish for me, all right? I've when seen the you eat hits a, the table, that's the first fucking thing I eat. I've seen you eat a sea cow in one sitting. It was the surf, it was the turf, and it was perf. Kit. It was the kit and caboodle. Tigre Mutade writes, do fish really say blub blub? No, I don't think so. I think that that's what we, I like different languages have different uh, versions of writing laughter. Like ha 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 is ours. Yeah. People aren't really like ha 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 ha. They aren't. But in um, Spanish, they write J-A. Ha 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 ha. Right. You know, but it's it's different depending. Ben Villa writes, girlfriend, don't tweet that. Me, imagine a horse, but covered in nipples. <laughs> that receives a straight up retweet. No comment. Amazing. Ben, that makes me laugh so hard. Imagine a horse, but covered in nipples. Uh, 